What's up, Conroe? Welcome back to another edition of Nerd Thug Sports. We're hanging out on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations, and we're streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. This is Corey DLG, and with me as usual is little brother Nico. I'm fixing the board. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, he's running around like a crazy person. Look at him. Oh, you can't because it's radio. <laughs> you have to take my word for it. Which is what she has to do, like, for the next hour anyway, so. Right, yeah. It's totally legit. The radio is a weird thing, right? Is it? Like, it, it's weird that, like, before televisions, people just used to, like, sit around, like, a radio. Like, you could see it. <laughs> well, but. <laughs> I mean, that part is a little odd, but, like, it's the same concept of entertainment. I know, but it's just funny because the stories in your head are, like, they could be different from the people sitting directly next to you. Yeah, but no, you're right. That is a good point. You're right. <laughs> you're right because like they could be like what their like, vision of who that character is could be totally different. Right. Does it make radio a better medium? I say it's a more creative one because it means that you could you can paint you can paint a picture, but like the the experience of the individual will be different. Okay, I, and it sort of eliminates one of the problems. Of modern media, right? Like the, like suddenly we care about, like how something looks. Yes, and like the, and like the identity of it. Like, oh, what what race is the person? What do they look like? How is it drawn? Right. Yeah. It's kind of irrelevant in radio, right? Right. If it's just you know this guy named Beckett, he could be anyone. He could be anyone or anything. Right. Do you, you just go Castle? Yeah, okay. I don't know. I like Castle. Let's go. Anyway, we're on 104.5, 106.1. We're streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Make sure to check out Facebook.com backslash NerdThugRadio for the sister site. And then NerdThugRadio.com. Woo. So, deep thoughts about radio. What else has been going on? Um, That's literally it. That's it? Just You saw radio the other day and you were like, my mind is blown. I discovered radio despite being on it for three years. <laughs> you know what's another weird thing is like... It's still the only form of entertainment that goes in a car. Yeah, because, like, you can't put video in a car because you're driving. I mean, people do. Right. It's horribly dangerous, though. <laughs> right. It turns out to be a bad idea, but they do do it. My uh, my stepdad on an old vehicle, I'm not going to rat him out for a new one, but on his old one, they disconnected the the internal gyroscope on the radio so the car so the radio couldn't tell if the car was in motion. So it would play the DVDs no matter what, uh, and then he would like he he would have movies on the whole time while he drove. That's weird. That's a terrible. It seems like it would cause more accidents, but he didn't have any more or less accidents. Although he did have like a good number of speeding tickets in that vehicle. That's fair. I wonder if that was just not paying attention because he was listening. watching a movie. Yeah, instead of looking around, being aware of like, oh, there's a cop there, and the sign says sixty-five, and I'm doing eighty. Whoops. But I think by the time you see the cop, it's too late. That's kind of my rule on speeding. Right, yeah. Once you see the cop, it's too late. So, like, I don't even break at that point. I actually speed up, and then I flick them off on the way by, and then I dare them to pull me. No, I'm just kidding. I don't do any of that. <laughs> um, you fight them on the street. And I like scream <laughs> profanities as I'm driving by, and I'm like, you'll never take me alive. And then they yell, taser, taser. And then it's a whole thing, like... It's it's start, it started to a conflict I no longer want to be right. a part of. Suddenly I'm pepper sprayed, and it's just a mess. Um. Okay, so there's a lot going on in the sports world. A lot w- going on. I wouldn't know. <laughs> Most of it football-centric. Yep, it's coming up. It is coming up. This but, um, is slow approaching. 
fast, mean, fast, slow approaching. It's yeah, like something you know is going to happen, and you're like just waiting for the bomb to drop. Exactly, because we're starting the second week of preseason this week, so there's probably there there definitely is a game on tonight. I don't know which game. The Texans played um, actually last Thursday. They played in Green Bay. Uh, they looked terrible. Nice. We we didn't block anybody. Good, good for us. Like nobody. Offense or defense or both. Blocking, so offense. Like okay, we, fair enough. We did. We there's this beautiful little gif that uh, one of the sports writers put up, where essentially, on this particular, it's a pass play. Uh huh. Um, and defenses sometimes will now do what they call a wide lineup, where they'll stack, like. Three guys on one side, and then the fourth down lineman for the defensive line will be lined up way outside. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, there's a guy way outside, and then the three are stacked on the, on the like together on one side. Right before the snap, they shift over, though. Okay? So, the two guys who were, like, on top of each other on the... If you were looking at the if you were looking at the defensive line head on, on the left hand side, they move over to the middle and to the right hand side all of a sudden. But the line has already called their protections, and apparently nobody decides to adjust. Okay, genius. Level. So the quarterback hikes the ball, and because there were so many people stacked to one side, they called all the blocking to shift that way. Mm-hmm. So the running back's job then becomes to block the furthest guy out. But now that there's more multiple guys lined up on this side again, the tackle thinks he's supposed to catch the outside guy and the running back's supposed to go inside. Technically, if you're the running back, you're supposed to go inside the outside. But because they were lined up wide at the start of the play, the running back probably felt like if they all block left, this is the unblocked man and my... My Beca- first, that becomes my guy. Yeah, my first priority is always the unblocked man. So the running back's not wrong because they didn't change the protections. But in the GIF, what happens is, in the GIF. The Jeff. In the Jeffrey, what happens is the, the guy who's wide just takes kind of a long curve into the quarterback. And then the guy who shifted to his normal spot mm-hmm. just kind of takes a slight curve into, so there's basically two guys attacking either arm of the tackle is basically what it should look like, Mm -hmm. describing on the radio. Well, the tackle tries to shuffle out to get the guy widest because he is playing the new alignment, even though it doesn't look like there was an audible called. And he expects the running back to pick up the middle man, the inside guy. Oh, no. However, the running back is also going to the outside guy. Well, the tackle notices the running back coming to the outside guy, so he then tries to come back the other way. It's already too late at this point. It's already too late. Meanwhile, the right side guard is blocking one-on-one against the guy, and the center, left guard, and left tackle are all blocking one person. Genius level. One person. Genius level. Two people on the right side, the far outline guy and the guy who shifted over to his pro- his proper alignment, both are untouched and both harass the quarterback into making a terrible throw. Fantastic. He like he gets it he takes like two steps back and he looks up and he literally sees two people coming unblocked 
and a running back and a lineman are between both of them, and they've already been passed because they both tried to change their minds way too late. So the quarterback just, like, dumps it. Right, yeah, because there's nothing for him to do. Right. That's going to be our whole season. Uh, Hey, man, what if we had, like, a good team? So the other problem, you ready? You ready for this? All right. We're going to be worse, probably. Because we're probably still going to move Clowney before the start of the season. Why would we do that? It does. It's, it doesn't look like it's going to happen. It just doesn't look like it doesn't look like Bill. You know, Bill O'Brien and him are just going to be on the same page. And if they're not going to be on the same page, there's nothing for them to do. No, because he can leave next season without us getting anything. So the real opportunity is to trade him right now to get something back. That's so sad. Now here's where it gets even dumber. Dumberer. Um. It's either June or July, but it's June 14th or July 14th. I think it's June 14th was the cutoff to negotiate a long-term deal with the people you franchise. And we have franchise clowning because we didn't do it by then or make a trade by then. He's playing this one season under the $16 million cap. It's like 15.7. At this point in the season, most teams are set and most teams any team that's even legitimately competitive at all is using most of their cap at this point because they, they have guys that are They don't paying. have room for him. They don't have room. So also what a couple of Houston sports writers have said is now would be the opportunity to trade him to get an offensive lineman of some quality. Right. Which is a good idea. It, it, it is a very good idea, except... Because he is going to make 15.7 hard all on the cap all this year in a one-year deal. And teams have, any team that has a good offensive lineman that they're willing to trade doesn't have a lot of cap space. Even if we take on their offensive tackle, there's not a lot of, there's not a ton of tackles that are in, that are making that 15 million or more that are tradable. Right. So there's really no one to get unless we take on other money from somewhere else. If you remember when we signed Brock Osweiler. And we the signed greatest, him, the greatest deal known to mankind. Oh, we signed I think it was like 4 years and like 50 million guaranteed and blah blah blah. It's literally the worst I like it was so bad. It was. And the end of the first year they traded him to the Browns and they had to give the Browns a second round pick to get him back or to get rid of him. Yeah, they had to give them to he was so bad we had to give them things to to take him because from they us. were going to have to pay him that year no matter what by taking on the contract because of the guarantees. Right. So we were bribing them with a pick. They were basically buying a second round pick essentially. Right. We would have to do something along those lines or we would have to take someone's money back like in a reverse of the same situation where they're like, "Yeah, we gave guaranteed money to this guy and we don't like him now." So we'll give you this guy we don't like and the tackle you want, and together they equal the fifteen we're getting. But you know, you know what I'm saying, right? It's gonna wind up. We're gonna ha- we might have to do something like that because if we'd have traded them back then before the June 14th deadline, the other team could have sat down and negotiated a new deal, and he could have signed it and been underneath the salary cap, and it could have been friendly for that team. Right, but now because but now. we let that deadline pass. Hmm. It's a one-season number, and it's the whole thing, 
and so much, so much money, and so it's not going to fit. It's just like good teams right now have between eight and twelve million in cap space. Right, he's a clean three million over. Yeah, easy, easy on the like on the high side. If they only have five or six over, they've got to move ten million dollars before they can even consider bringing him in. Right, which so is uh, it's not easy. It's a lot, and so then the other problem is, who's the left tackle that's worth getting for him? And who even has one that's worth that much? They ha- there's a couple. There's a couple teams that have guys like uh, Washington has a guy who wants out. Trent Williams, I believe, is his name. And he's not bad. The problem is though, he only makes about eight. Right. Exactly. So we're just running into the problem of we. This guy's way almost t- overvalued for where he is for us, anyways. Right. It turns into an NBA problem really fast. Right. Like where we got to make, make Tetris this, block this out. Yeah. Like make the salaries match. But the problem is Washington d- doesn't need pass rushers. They have enough. Right. What are What are they going to use him? They for? took They took pass rush. Uh, they took the last three first rounds. They drafted a pass rusher. So they have zero interest in bringing another one in. What are they going to do? So it's kind of stuck. There's a couple teams, but nothing that fits financially. So it's almost like you'll have we'll have to figure out a way to somehow play musical chairs, and then all of a sudden it becomes a three team trade, which in the NFL is almost completely unheard of. This is gonna be great. I can't wait for Her. our team to just be the worst. It's Ooh. gonna be it's gonna be uh it's gonna be another like two and eleven season, isn't it? <sighs> I d- if we don't protect the quarterback, I don't know how good we c- we can expect to be. Like it's either he's gonna get hurt or <laughs> or he just might wind up looking like Michael Vick. There was a long time in Atlanta where Michael Vick was just amazing, even though their entire offense was terrible. There was one game where there was. 15 or 18 dropped passes by Atlanta receivers. Nice. Sports Center literally just showed the highlights of receivers dropping first downs and touchdowns and wide open balls. Like they were like like hotcakes. Yeah, they were like it was like Atlanta lost by 3, but here's the real story of the game and it's like highlight 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 and drop ball drop ball drop ball drop ball drop. And it's Michael Vick like running for his life and like pegging people in the hands. And they're like, oh, no, no, I didn't catch it. And so it's not good. It's not good at all. It's real <laughs> bad. Um, it, We at least have Hopkins. So then the yeah, secret is we have a receiver that's like the greatest. Right, like no matter what happens, he'll catch it. Um, What yeah. is that ball? It's 10 feet in the air going and, wild. <laughs> he'll still catch it. And my guy, Will Fuller, is coming back. Oh, the combo. So I'm hoping that at least opens up for them. Uh, Will Fuller actually in practice has already blown like blown by Jonathan Joseph like ten times. The problem is Jonathan Joseph at this point is like thirty four, so that might not be a good indicator for the defense more than the offense. Like it might be an indication that Jonathan Joseph is just going to get blown by in every play, instead of actually us talking about, hey Jonathan Joseph is actually okay, but Will Fuller's looking great. Right. It could just be the other way where it's like, hey Jonathan Joseph looks terrible and it doesn't matter who he covers. <laughs> Um, and if that's the case, oh no! Like if our defense can't play at all, where that's like that was like our thing. Now we don't have a, the thing anymore. Well, I mean that's the thing is if, if you move Clowney off this team and you, it's JJ Watt and Merciless and some other people, it's gonna be a for me, dog. Yeah, and then we we cut the our first round cornerback that we drafted three or four years ago, and he's trying to stick. I think I saw in uh, Buffalo maybe. Um, but, Somewhere. but he couldn't stay healthy, but like we're getting older, not younger. <laughs> right. 
the problem is time. <laughs> right. Uh, and so the window's probably closing on this. This might be, if it's not the last season, pretty close to the last season for this defense to be that at all, At all, yeah, at all relevant, honestly. <laughs> yeah. And if we don't have a defense and we're not blocking anybody. that's We just don't have a team. It's going to be I interesting. Hate, I hate to say it, but we don't have a team. But the, when we come back, we're going to talk about how bad the rest of the AFC South is because it's this is a wide-open division. Uh, this is Nerd Thug Sports, and we'll be right back. Cox ATA is the leader in ATA martial arts with two convenient locations, one in Conroe, one in Magnolia. They offer courses for young adults, children, and senior citizens, and everything in between for people who are interested in self-defense, taekwondo, or various other courses. Be sure to check out the Facebook page if you're interested in Cox ATA Taekwondo. This is Rudy Townjanovich, and welcome to Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back, Conroe. You're coming back to more Nerd Thug Sports. Like you're like you're ready. I'm ready. I'm pumped. I'm ready for this. Uh, before we get into it, we were talking about the AFC South, and we're gonna break it down for you. Before we do that, though, Nico's gonna tell you guys about Cox ATA. Well, with two convenient locations, one in Magnolia and one in Conroe, uh, Cox ATA has uh, everything you need for uh, ATA martial arts. They got Taekwondo. They got self-defense, they got Tai Chi, they have stuff for the little ones, any age range. If you're 3, if you're 93, it doesn't matter, they have something for you. It's fun, family-friendly, great place to take your kids. The school year's starting, it's a great way to get back into shape. Mention Nerd Thug Radio, get two free weeks of training, two whole free weeks. Fall in love with the staff, the locations, there's all kinds of things. There's something for everyone. Martial arts is a great way to improve yourself. This is just an opportunity to do so because they teach life skills. They build leaders. They leave a legacy. Yeah. Yeah. Good job there. That was good. Okay, yeah. So the AFC South is... A disaster. <sighs> it really is. If we even had like an ounce of confidence in our team, I would be like, this is a, this is a great year for us. But like we're kind of a mess, and our schedule is is going to be tough. And so people are looking at our schedule, going anywhere between seven and nine, and nine and seven. Okay, they're just looking at it, and they're like, "Me, that's what we're looking at." Which isn't great. No, it's not great. Nope. I don't want to be the one to tell you this. It's not good. Not great. Um, and so you you. The reason is, is you look around the the conference though, and it's it's wide open. The Colts, Andrew Luck. Okay, so Andrew Luck missed all of 2017 with the shoulder thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and like early in the year, they were like, "Well, he's throwing with a Nerf football. Like he's working his way back." And some people were like, "He's done. He's completely done." So last year, 2018, he actually he played really well. The Colts by the end. We're the hottest team in football, and they played us wild card weekend, and they beat us here in Houston on the road. We won the division. We were the, f- I believe, the f- four seed, and they were the five seed, and they were the wild card team, and they came into Houston and they beat us. Uh, yeah, it's not good. It's not good at all. 
But what that did do, it left you thinking like, oh, man, Andrew Luck may be back and this may be the time for them. Mm-hmm. Well, fast forward now they're in training camp. He's practiced once in three and a half weeks. Oh, that's not good. He's been complaining of a calf injury, and they've been protecting him. Um, and it really reminds a lot of people, people keep saying the name Kevin Durant. Oh, no. You know, if you remember the NBA playoffs, Kevin Durant injured his calf. Um, they kept calling it like, oh, it's just a sprain, a few days, a few days, a few days, a few days. It wound up being like two full weeks that he was out. Uh, and Keeley's. And then when he finally comes back and plays, the first game back in, I think after the first quarter, he tears his Achilles, and that's it. It's, he's done. Yeah. Um, and so people are kind of whispering Kevin Durant when, when they talk about the Andrew Luck and this calf thing. Well, then it's gotten even weirder. Even stranger. It has, okay? We've now entered the sports twilight zone. <laughs> so, Yes. <laughs> so Jim Irsay is the owner of the Colts, and he's one of those guys who's just a train wreck. Mm. Uh, I think three years ago he got pulled over for DWI or suspicion of DWI, and they found like like a sack of pills on him and a bottle of like a half drink bottle of booze in the passenger seat, and he was like, "Well, I'm Jim Irsay," and they were like, "You're in jail." Um, and he's like, "I'm Jail Irsay." <laughs> yeah. So he got he had to pay a huge fine, and they suspended the owner. I don't know what that means for six weeks. Oh, um, no. And then when he came back, he kind of, like, made statements and blah, blah, blah. I'm real sorry. It'll never happen again. I embarrassed the franchise. The one thing I never understand about rich people is how they get DWIs. Just hire a driver. Yeah, that's real dumb. Like, I, like if I had a lot of money, even, a, even like, a small-ish fortune, like, not even, I don't even know what a football yeah, team, yeah, like, yeah, let's, I would never drive again. Right. Let's say I'm making, like, 600, 700 grand a year. Yeah, never driving again. No, I'm Ubering everywhere, or, I mean, if, if I'm I would a busy have a, guy, I'll, I'll have, have a driver. driver. I'll, I'll sign up with the driver service. I'll pay the 30, 40 grand annually. Well, there was one NBA, there was one NFL player, and I don't remember who it was, but famously, he bought a limo his rookie year, and he just told his old team, like, hey, if you guys want to go, just let me know. We can hire a driver for the night. And that, that Genius. Yeah, that was his thing. Oh, it was Marcellus Wiley. Uh, who famously was on ESPN for many years afterwards, and that's when he talked about it, is that very early in his career he bought a limo, and he would just hire a driver. He would just hire a driver to go party. So like you never saw his name in the headlines, and he played pretty good for a long time and made a lot of money. Um, see, that's called using your resources. Great, exactly. And if he ever needed the money, he could have sell it if he wanted to. Exactly. Um. So Ursay got himself in so some trouble smart. for being stupid, for being dumb, for being real dumb. Um, Completely—that's what we call completely avoidable. It, absolutely, the, he he did it to himself, right? Well, then he's standing up there and having this press conference, and then he says that it's not really a calf; that it's kind of a lower leg, high ankle. Um, it's either a high ankle sprain or there's a condition. And he was like, "I don't remember what it is. It starts with an M." Uh, and basically one of the reporters went to a doctor, and what they what they came up with, I don't, I'm not going to say the name of it because I'm going to get it wrong, but what they came up with is a condition where the bone grows little bone spurs inside muscle tissue and inside tendons, causing extreme discomfort, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it's, and it's likely, it's possible for Andrew Luck because of, like, other injuries he's had. Like, he's had an injury-filled career so far. Yeah. Uh, he actually missed the last three games of 2016 
of the last six ga- five or six games of 2016 with like an internal organ issue. Ugh. That's how much he's been like. Where we're talking about Deshaun Watson might be in danger, Andrew Luck was already this guy. And in his six years of playing, he's already missed one full season, the back half of the season before it, and right now he hasn't practiced at all. Which is not a good sign. And then the coach came forward, and he said it's something else. He didn't say that it's a... Something with an M, high ankle... Bone spur thing. He said it's a potential high ankle sprain... They think they've got it diagnosed. They think they know what it is. They're pretty sure they've, that it's not a big deal and they're going to get it taken care of. But with two he weeks... Might be, yeah, he might be saying that to save face at this point. Right, and with two weeks left in the preseason, two and a half weeks before the opener, the opener is the first real weekend in September. Um, he, he might not be ready in time. Nope. I mean, he's got to get out there and at least do something. And as of right now, he hasn't. And they it doesn't sound like between the owner and the coach that they even know what's wrong with him. Which is real bad. And they don't have a lot of other stuff on that team. Nah. Andrew Luck was kind of the machine that made it go. And then because he was playing good and the offense was scoring and they were cutting down on turnovers, the defense was rested and coming out ahead or coming out tied and feeling good. Like, it was a momentum kind of team. And... That momentum starts and ends with Andrew Luck. So Andrew Luck's not not doing anything at all. Jacksonville, they had the quarterback problem was their problem, if you remember. Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles, worst quarterback possible last year. Uh, That's actually not true. Nate Peterman was even worse than him. He's now backing up in Oakland where John Gruden likes that Peterman guy. I like him. He's fun. (laughs) So dangerous. It's like the worst thing you ever want to hear. The last thing you ever want to hear is John Gruden liking Peterman. Like... He threw, I think it was five or seven picks in like three games for Buffalo. Like it's Good for him. <laughs> I'm glad he's contributing to that. Still those, got those a second those. job though. That's more impressive. That's either the like value of his agent or his raw charisma. <laughs> or and this is what I really think it is. I, I I do agree though. Like yeah, he has a good agent. The reality is, is it that teams, bad? Teams are bad. And then teams are good, and then quarterbacks are bad, and quarterbacks are good, and you don't know which you have because Buffalo wasn't good last year. Um, so enough coaches think that they're good enough that if Peterman's good, they can bring him in and get the good out of him. Oh my god! Because Buffalo just wasn't good enough to get the good out of him. That's how that's how coaches think. Like that's a coach thought. Like. Well, I could probably fix these. Like, they see on tape the same thing everyone else saw and thinks, well, if I can get him to make better decisions, if I can get him to work on his footwork, if I can get him to be somebody else, then then he'll then he'll be right, good. Yeah, this is amazing. Right, and that's the problem is they so, are who they are who they are. Right. Um. So fast forward to Jacksonville, Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles basically forced his way into the starting role last year. Good for him. By having a surgery in the offseason. He had an injury guarantee on his contract of uh, if he uh, essentially the way it worked was if he got an offseason surgery and wasn't physically able to play from a football injury at the start of the next season, he was he was automatically guaranteed his full year, mm-hmm. which was like seventeen million dollars. It's pretty good. So he got a surgery like basically a month before training camp was supposed to start, which basically guaranteed. 
or he t- not a month before. Like he timed it out to where he wouldn't. No doctor would expect him to be ready by fit by training camp, and that's when he got the surgery. Because it was like it was like two months after the Super Bowl, but it was like right after, right before it was right before the draft. Mm. Because then it was like, well, I guess Jacksonville's not taking a quarterback probably. Right, because of Blake Bortles. Yeah, because they're like they're stuck with Blake Bortles one more year. So let's let's just try and see. Um, but that's just good. Like that's his agent knowing his deal and being like, hey, they're like, you take this surgery. Yeah, the re- the rehab's thirteen weeks. Okay, well we'll get it with. We'll get it so that you uh, you report week thirteen. That's when we'll get it. <laughs> <laughs> so that first week you're un- you're ineligible to report. You're physically unable to perform due to a football injury. Full year guaranteed. So it prevented them from upgrading the quarterback position because what they would have liked to have done is cut him and bring him back at like a two or a three million dollar number and sign a starter over him, so that Blake Bortles he knows the system so he can hang around and be the backup. And potentially learn. I mean, you never know. I might learn something. Right. And then the other guy, whoever they they went out and got, would be the starter. Except because he did the injury move, he he forced. They didn't have enough money for both at that point. Right. Power move. Right. So, end of 2018, he gone. They did not bring him back. So they signed Nick Foles, who's been magic in Philadelphia for the last two seasons. Right. Somehow. Um. And now they think they've got their guy, and they're paying him good money, and they're pumped. They're like, yeah, Nick Foles is our man. The problem with that is, since 2012, so seven, this will be his eighth season in the league, I believe. By the way, Texas native from Westlake High School. Ooh. Um, he's only played in 50 games. I think the number I saw total was 54. Now, he is 30 and 20 in those games, so he's, he's quote-unquote a winner. Okay. He's a hit. But he hasn't played a full season ever in his career. Oh, that's a weird. The most he's played is 13 games, and that was f- over four years ago. Oh, that's weird. Two years ago, he played seven games. Magic. Last year, he played five those 12 games were enough to get him, I think it's something like 20 mil a year from Jacksonville. And I think it's like a three or four years. Magic. Yeah. He made it. Yeah. Like, you don't, that goes to show you, it doesn't matter if you do to work every day. It doesn't. So there's this weird thing in the NFL where, like. It's because everyone thinks they're smarter than they are. Yes. And everyone thinks they're smarter than the other guy. And nobody is real about something. Like, I, I would have taken Nick Foles. Absolutely. He's played well the last couple of years. His decision-making has been solid. And Philly ran in a really aggressive offense. So if I'm Jacksonville and I'm handing it off 63% of the time, basically, Nick Foles is probably a really good guy to have on my team as my quarterback. But I go into those negotiations, first things first, saying, you don't finish seasons. You haven't played 16 games ever. Um, my quarterback's going to play all 16 games. Um, because you're an injury liability, I'm going to give you way less money and I'm going to sign a second one, a second quarterback. Because I might need a guy that I can go to. He's only played double-digit games twice, 11 and 13. And uh, 11 games in one season, 13 in another. 13 is missing three, and then 11 is, is missing five. five. It's really that's a huge difference. Also, that's I don't a, almost a third of the season. Also, most of his career, he's never been a starter. 
I think I think like beginning of the, like those other seasons, there's like you're only double digits. You only have two double digit seasons, and one of them is missing a third of the season. Correct. It's not good. Doesn't look good. Now the thirty and twenty is is rewarding. You think, man, the guy, and he does. Nick Foles projects the attitude of a winner. That is a part of sports. Is that confidence? Oh yeah, it's great. But you've also got to look at the numbers. Right, yeah. You may exude all this confidence, but if you're like, I can only do this 80% of the time, it's like, well, I don't right. want an 80% winner. Right, I need, I need a guy. The other person worth talking about is uh, obviously Tennessee. Uh, Derrick Henry finished the year strong. Strong as a running back. Um, but they just don't. This is Marcus Mariota's last year. Um, it's his fifth year option. But also, it's his last year. As in, they don't know. They don't know if they're gonna. They don't know if they have a quarterback or not because he hasn't finished the season healthy. So he's he's the same problem. As, the Titans are looking at the same thing that Nick Foles has as a resume, and the Titans are like, we don't know if that makes him a quarterback or not. But the Jaguars saw the same appearances percentage wise, basically, and said, this is our quarterback. So it's like it's a mess because looking at the same basic like number of games played, mm-hmm. one team is like this guy's definitely our guy, and one team is like I don't know who we have. Right. So it's a toss up, and so like to me the division is wide open. The problem is, it doesn't look like the Texans are playing a lot of quality people. Nope. Or they don't have enough winnable games. I should say they don't have enough winnable games, and they don't have a they don't have a plan, especially long term. It doesn't look like it doesn't look like we know. I, it doesn't look like we know what we're doing. Right. Hmm, maybe if we had a GM. <laughs> <laughs> That's still the dumbest thing I've heard ever. It really is. All right, we're going to jump out to a break. When we come back, we're actually going to talk some Dallas Cowboys because they've got themselves in a bit of a pickle, too, with their roster. So this is Nerd Thug Sports. The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and More is open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. On Saturdays, they alternate between having Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon. And coming up, they also have cosplay crafting and trivia nights and BYOB nights. They're currently offering a 10% discount for limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. Hi, this is Kevin Smith, former Dallas Cowboy, Texas A&M Aggie as well. And I want to say what's up to Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back, Conroe, to more Nerd Thug Sports. This is Corey DLG, and with me as usual is Little Brother Nico. It is I. It is you. I'm, I'm not a liar. <laughs> you do not lie. <laughs> I do not it lie. Is I. Uh, check out facebook.com backslash nerd thug radio. That's where we hang out and do the nerd thug radio thing. And then also check out nerdthugradio.com. Mm-hmm. I had to think about that for some reason. Like it was totally empty from my mind. <laughs> what do we do again? What are we nerd doing thug radio. Uh, Even wearing a nerd thug radio shirt. So am I. We're both actually. <laughs> yeah, we're themed out. Um, so anyway, we talked about the AFC South already. Mm-hmm. We're gonna say football here. This this episode's just listen. Hey, remember, I would do. Remember, we haven't talked about football in a while. I will do just football for the rest of the year if I can. That's what we're trying to do until that's, the. That's, that's, what, that's what the. Uh, oh, what was it? The AFL Alliance. Yeah. If if the AFL was still playing, if the XFL was still playing, 
Yeah, that's exactly what I would be doing. The XFL, I mentioned last starts week. Starts uh, next year? Starts this year? Yeah, it'll, it'll start like when this season ends for NFL, XFL will start. Yeah, that makes sense because it'd be... It'll be summer. Yeah. Um, But they, in, they invited 700 athletes to their inaugural draft. Well, that's good for them. Hopefully they won't pitter out and get exploded. I also heard a really interesting idea. Um, So Trevor Lawrence of Clemson will uh-huh. be... He, he's a, This is his sophomore season. As a freshman, he won the national title. Good for him. Okay. At Clemson. Beat Alabama. Right, yeah. Didn't give a ring to the old guy. <laughs> Didn't give a ring to the other quarterback. That's right. We talked about that. Um, some people are suggesting that the XFL scoop Trevor Lawrence from the NFL and offer him the opportunity to be drafted and play for the XFL. Because the NFL rules require he at least be completing his junior year of college. So he's three years removed from his high school graduation. So the XFL, in theory, can do whatever they want. And so, therefore, they could offer him the opportunity to play a whole season earlier. Wow. Uh, so some people are suggesting that, like... They just, they just want up on a time. They basically just do a whole... Well, if you think AFL, remember there was the Houston Gamblers and Jim Kelly didn't want to play in Buffalo. So he came to Houston to play in the AFL. And they were like, listen, you can have all the money in the world. You can play wherever you want. Just come to the AFL because we want court, we want star players. So essentially, the XFL could do the same thing for Trevor Lawrence, mm-hmm. where they just come to him and they go, "Listen, who do you want to play? For? What city? We've got these eight cities. Where do you want to play? And we'll we'll just that'll be what happens." Wow. Well, I mean, you got to have stars, and this is your way to scoop the NFL and actually get some buzz like right away. Right, yeah, cuz it cuz it cuz the NFL can't do anything about it. Right, they can't even touch the kid for another year. Right. Now, the interesting thing if you're Trevor Lawrence is like you take like you, okay, I tell you what, man, I'll come play in the XFL for like a 35 million dollar two-year deal. Right, yeah, and then when he's out of it, he could go to the NFL if exactly. he wanted to. Exactly. It's it's just smart. It's smart because it, it helps both parties at that point. And it's just a huge. It's way more money than he's going to get under the rookie deal in the NFL. Yeah, and he has to that he still has to wait a year for. Right. So he could like in theory, in theory, and the XFL is run by Vince McMahon, who is not afraid to pay people. It's not like there's not money in the league. He's he he's known for being competitive and for going for the headlines and et cetera, et cetera. It's not outside the realm of possibility that this happens. No one's heard anything. It's not being reported as though like it's not news. It's not right. real. But it's, it's but it, it's it's something. There's some there's some rumblings. It's something that people are looking at and going, well, why shouldn't they? Right. Yeah. It so just like, makes sense. So like basically, whoever it is that gets nominated for the Heisman, like the top eight athletes, the XFL should just call all of them. You're right. Yeah. Just call all of them and just be like, "Hey, where do you want to go?" Yeah, I'll put each. We'll put each of you on one of the teams, and we'll pay each of you, you know, a ton of money, and then we'll have eight stars right there. Each team will have a star, right? And then you go from there. Yeah, and then go. You got two seasons. It'd be an interesting idea. It would be really smart. I, I would, I would like to see them do that. I think that's a way to get the NFL's attention. 
Right, because they're going to be like, wait, no, those are our starters. Right. Suddenly, all of a sudden... Those are our draft picks that we want. Well, and so that's the control aspect, right? Like, the NFL right now kind of controls the whole board. Right, yeah. So if the XFL can take players from them... Just that get a little sooner. Well, and it gives players options. So then players can choose somewhere else. Right. So if the XFL becomes the quote-unquote like player-friendly league, like right now the running backs are talking about starting their own union. They actually filed some paperwork uh, with the courts to be recognized as a separate group. And now it's not all the running backs, and it's not clear even who which ones put this together. But the thing of it is the running backs in the NFL are kind of the odd guy out of the whole thing. Because once they got rid of the rookie contracts, mm-hmm. and now those are all standard scale pay bonuses and all that, those were the contracts that the rookie running backs made their living on. Because back in the day, they used to be able to get a $35 million deal back when that was a ton of money. And then their second contract would be a little bit more, and then after that they were done because most running backs play about, it's like two years. So even a good running back by the end of their fifth and sixth season is already on the decline. Um, so for these guys, they don't, they get through this four year or five year deal in the NFL. So like takes us to Dallas Cowboys here. Perfect pivot. Zeke is holding out. He's got two years left on his old, on his rookie deal. Um, I think this year he's going to make like $2 million or something like that is what he's scheduled to make. Um, it might be more than that because he was drafted fairly high. But the problem with that is... He knows when he comes into when he joins a team he'll, this season he'll probably get about four hundred to four hundred fifty touches between runs and passes. Right. The next year another four hundred to four hundred fifty runs and passes. You're talking about a thousand more touches before he even is eligible to get a new contract. And when you're a running back in the NFL, that's everything. That's I mean that's a ton. That's you know that's a career for some people. So he's already in the two years he's been in the league, no one has run the ball more than him. Which is insane. So, if he knows he's got another thousand coming, he that's why he's sitting out and asking for his money. Because he, who knows what kind of shape he'll be in two years from now. Right, yeah, everything can change. He get massively injured, something could happen. Well, it's just even the gradual wear and tear. Right, You yeah. start slowing down and your body just stops healing as fast and you don't feel as good and you don't cut as well and you're not as quick. And then the numbers start to dip. So right, and then all of a sudden, you're off your rookie deal, no longer an all star. Exactly. So he's sitting at home. He's sitting in Mexico, allegedly, and he says he's ready. He says he's in shape. And he's staying in shape, and he says, the "Second you pay me, I'm going to show up." Here's the problem for the Dallas Cowboys: Mari Cooper, Dak Prescott, and Ezekiel Elliott. Their contracts all expire at the same time. There's two years left on all three deals. Oh no! So you gave up first round picks to get Amari Cooper, I believe two. You have a what you believe to be a franchise starting quarterback, and Ezekiel Elliott is the thing that makes your offense work. Uh, I, I believe uh, they ran the numbers, and Dak Prescott is fifteen percent more accurate when Ezekiel Elliott's in the backfield. That's pretty good. So one in six. That's a big deal. That's a huge number. Uh, and then, like, his quarterback rating goes up with something like 11 or 12 points off of play-action pass to Ezekiel Elliott. So the margin is wide between when he's on the field and when he's not. It's not one of those things where it's like, you could theoretically... Right, like, oh, well, it's only a couple. Like, he only the difference between him and the next guy is only a little... No, the difference between him and the next guy is massive. massive. 
And last year was a mess for them, and a big part of that was because he was missing time because he was suspended and then not suspended and suspended and not suspended, and it went to court and then it was appealed and then this and then that, and he was playing and not playing and traveling back and forth and going to court and missing practice, and it was a mess. But the ultimate thing was he was missing games, and they were losing. Um, and then the bigger problem is Carson Wentz of the Philadelphia Eagles. He got a contract extension already. The Eagles are really aggressive about players they like, they they add years to their deals. Mm-hmm. They don't wait. Uh, I, I distinctly remember a couple of years ago they had a, a guard, and they turned around and added like five years to his deal with like two years left. And they were just like, here's a boatload of money. You're not going anywhere. This position is set. And then they moved on. <laughs> like they're okay. You're not you're not going anywhere. You're happy. We're happy. Money. Everyone's good. Okay. Now let's go solve all the problems. <laughs> all right, we're done with this. So Carson Wentz is like. I think it's 33 or 34 a year is the, is the number. So the rumor broke that Dak wanted 40 originally. 40 million a year is an average. Because he wanted the top. He wanted to be the top guy. Now they're coming out and they're saying, no, 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 no. He just won't take a dollar less than Carson Wentz. He wants to get paid like Carson Wentz gets paid. The difference is Carson Wentz has a Super Bowl ring. Carson Wentz was winning all of his games initially. I think as a rookie he was undefeated. Uh, or he might have only had one loss. Um, oh, my God. Yeah. Dak Prescott doesn't have that same resume. He he struggles. Right. He's nowhere near as good as that. Matter of fact, if it hadn't been for Mark Cooper, Dak Prescott m- might not even be able to ask for a new deal. And allegedly, Jerry Jones has offered all three of them numbers that would average, it's that would put them in the top five, and allegedly all three have turned him down. Oh. <laughs> oh, way to way to open a can of worms you can't close. And so, what do you do there? Like, I'm of the opinion that you have to resign Zeke. Yeah, Ezekiel. I think for everything he does for the team, you have to have him. You have to have him. He's 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 like as much as your quarterbacks are important. Literally, he's literally got like an aura where he's like, if he's there, if he exists, everything everything's, everything's better. Yes. Um, I think the worst thing that can happen is they sign Amari Cooper and then they lose the other two. Oh, yeah, because then they have nothing. Yeah, because you, if you have a wide receiver, you don't have anything. Right. Who's throwing to him? I do think any quarterback would get you pretty close to what Dak Prescott gives you. Yeah, I, I definitely I, I definitely don't think Dak Prescott is anything like spectacular. Right, I don't him. like uniquely... Like yeah, like yeah. I don't I don't think he's one of like I don't think he's he's worth a top five honestly. Right, I agree with that. I don't. I would probably. I pay think him Ezekiel right Elliott, in the middle of the league. Ezekiel Elliott is a number one guy. Yes, you, you have to have him. I think I would go like if the middle is like eighteen. I think I call Dak on day one and be like, listen, I can't cross twenty one. Right. If that's not good for you, we'll play two years and be done. And I'll draft somebody next year. Right, and you can go wherever you, you want. You can go wherever you want two years from now when you find out that the market is 16. I, I, it's 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 hard, right? Yeah, and then you don't want to give you don't want to give Ezekiel Elliott a long deal. But no, because he's a running back, right? But, but you can't afford. I don't. That's the problem. Is I don't think you can afford to give him like 35 for like a year for like or I guess for a running back, he probably he's probably wanting in that 20 to 21 range. Mm. And I don't know that you could do that for three years. That's a big number. I think the cap this year is like one. I, th- I think I saw one seventy something. So that's like three players, right? Right there. 
It's like well, three. Would you trade three players for Ezekiel Elliott? <sighs> That's a good way to look at it. Um, would you trade three average, good, decent guys for Ezekiel Elliott? Yes. Yes, I would. All right, then. Then it's worth it. <laughs> you're right. You're, you're right. It is. It is. He is. He is the guy who. Would you trade three average players for one of the number ones? Yes. Yes. I think. I think I think that's where you have to you have to draw the line. <laughs> I think I think that's a good way to look at it. Like he's three players, but he's worth three players. Right. Like if you were the other team in the trade. Right. And you'd be like, how much would you be willing to give up before you got to that spot? Right. I think you're. I think that's a good way to put it. Would he? What? How do you feel about Dak Prescott then? At that point. At that point, I, I don't think he's worth. Do you, I, I like? Would, do you think you trade to get him? No. Yeah, I don't think so either. I don't know. Like Ezekiel, yes. Dak Prescott, no. And they already traded for Amari Cooper, and they gave up two for, two first rounders to get him. So he's at least worth two first round picks, right? So then you're you're back to the fifteen, sixteen, seventeen number again, right? So I think I, of it is though. I don't think Amari Cooper's a top five receiver. I think they're. I think he he might be towards the bottom of the top ten. Right. So he's like he's he's top ten ish. Ezekiel is number one, and then Dak Prescott. I wouldn't even consider uh, yeah. him close to the top. Yeah, five. I would put him right in the middle of starters, honestly. Right. Uh, all right. With that, we're gonna jump out to a break. When we come back, we got more Nerd Thug Sports. Coming your way. Cox ATA is the leader in ATA martial arts with two convenient locations, one in Conroe, one in Magnolia. They offer courses for young adults, children, and senior citizens, and everything in between for people who are interested in self-defense, taekwondo, or various other courses. Be sure to check out the Facebook page if you're interested. In Cox ATA Taekwondo. Hey, Haywood Jeffries, former Houston Oilers wide receiver on Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back to more Nerd Thug Sports coming your way. This is Corey DLG, and with me as usual is little brother Nico. That is I. And we are hanging out right here on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations, worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. And, of course, check us out on our Facebook page, facebook.com backslash nerdthugradio. Um, real quick, I'm going to get into this and tell you guys about our buddies at The Adventure Begins. Um, oh, that is the right date. I, I, I changed this email because I was like, this date's wrong, but it's not. I'm just dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> this Friday, uh, August 16th, right here at uh, The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and More. What you need to be doing is coming down and hanging out. They got the Friday Night Magic, uh, 7 to 10 p.m. It's a constructed standard tournament with a $5 entry prize. There's going to be plenty of promotional cards to give out as prize support, and there's going to be... This is the first ever constructed tournament, and they're very excited about it. This is something they're really, really pumped about. So get out there, hang out with them. This is a big deal. If you so, if you're a Magic player, this is your first opportunity to show off your deck at the Adventure Begins. Um, also, we're probably going to be going up. One of us might be hanging out up there because next weekend we have the Hero Clicks again, twenty mm-hmm. third. Uh, Saturday, August seventh is part two of Topps National Baseball Card Day. If you come in and spend ten bucks on Topps products, you're going to get a Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Chase card. And if you missed them last week, there's still a couple of the Bryce Harper chase cards up there. Ooh, fancy. Man, there's this really great uh, YouTube video going around where Bryce Harper, uh, the Phillies are playing somewhere. No, not the Phillies. He's somewhere else now. Oh, God, where's he at? I think San Diego? I don't know. Anyway, the, he's you know he's obviously on the visiting team. And mm-hmm. There's someone in the stands who's like, overrated. 
overrated. Um, and so he's at the plate, and they're like, he can. You can clearly hear it. Like the mic is pointing at him. You can hear it though. Mm-hmm. And it's funny what the players can hear really when they're out there. Anyway, bombs it. Just hits a bomb home run. Just second ball hit. Ball hits bat. Like you know it's a home run. It's that kind of a hit. Right. You're like. <laughs> and you know he does the right thing. He, he tosses the bat and he starts to sprint. But as he's running, he glances behind him and points. Nice. Who's <laughs> overrated now, mother trucker? Nice. And then when he comes around at the end, some guy yells, "You're still garbage, Hopper." <laughs> <laughs> it's like, really? He just took you. He just took you hard yard. Uh, anyway, so his chase card is up there as well. Um. They're doing loyalty rewards as always, so um, if you okay, you can now take ninety nine cents off your sports car purchase for two points. Oh, so if you've got points built up at Adventure Begins, you can use those for discount. We we haven't really started promoting that yet. When you go in, you basically give them your phone number, and then they use that to track your purchasing. And the more money you spend, the more points you have, and you can use those to get credit for stuff. And then Sunday is part of their semi-monthly adventurers league. It's only five dollars to play if you make a purchase of at least five dollars. It's free. It's uh, this is the real adventurers league, not, not the kids. Juniors, yeah. And it's from four to eight p.m. Sunday, August eighteenth. Um, we do want to start telling you September twenty-first is Batman Day. Ooh, yeah. So they're going to be having Batman the Joker, a replica of the sixties Batmobile. Uh, it's going to be there from like two to six p.m. That time might change. So stay with us on that. And they're planning like costume events. At 9 p.m., they're going to hold a drawing for anyone who came in and wore a costume all day. The adventure begins. Comics, games, and more right there on 1488. Go in. Check them out. All right. How much time we got? I know we're up against it. Like 30 seconds. So one of my new favorite stories from the Cleveland Browns. I told you about this guy earlier. His name is Damon Sheehy Giuseppe. All right. Giuseppe. He's the guy who pretended like he knew the, the vice president of player personnel at a private tryout that he found out where it was mm-hmm. and talked his way onto the field. Oh, yeah, I remember this. And then they found out that he doesn't know anyone, and so, but he ran a 4-3-8 40 times, so they were like, you can come back for a real tryout next week. We're going to be back here looking at people. Didn't have any money. He he borrowed guest passes for a local gym. He basically lived there in the gym and slept by his car at night um, for a week because he was totally broken. He didn't want to ask for any more money from anybody. He then, at the tryout, makes the large 100-man roster. First preseason game. Late in the second half, he was so nervous, he forgot his cleats. Odell Beckham Jr. gave him a pair of broken practice cleats to wear for the game. Mm -hmm. He takes a punt, almost drops it, takes it to the house, and bro, on the tape, Forget four three eight. The guy is lightning. He's just so fast. He's just, like he's faster than everyone else by like two steps. Like when he gets it, he kind of cuts to the outside and then just just it walks it there. Just explodes. Like it just looks like there's they're moving at two different speeds. The entire Cleveland Browns sideline explodes. Jumps on top of him in the end zone. He's now dead. No, uh, they just. <laughs> I believed you for a solid, like, <laughs> net <laughs> They jumped on. They're celebrating with him. They're thrilled. They are thrilled. They uh, come back to the sidelines. Everyone's cheering. It, he's, he has a real chance to make the 53-man roster. The coach in the gym is constantly kicking him out of the gym, kicking him out of the video room. 
Everyone knows who he is now. Everyone's seeing him. They're noticing how hard he's working. There's an excellent chance this guy makes the team. That's awesome. Yeah. This he's, is cool. He's been two years out of football. He didn't. He had a great JUCO year where he was like a JUCO uh, All-Pro for their like selection stuff. Mm-hmm. No college. He offered him a, a scholarship. Oh, man. So for two years, he's been out of the, out of the game. Makes is probably a Cleveland Brown. That's cool. It is cool, right? All right. All that being said, that's the end of Nerd Thug Sports today. Thanks for listening. This is Core DLG on behalf of Little Brother Nico and 104.5, 106.1. Same Nerd Thug time, same Nerd Thug channel. <laughs>